Seven Lamb presents Paralyzed. Chapter 9 Dollface Part 2 After I told everyone about my experiences with the nightmares in the cabin, I leaned against the wall. I could sense Charlie and Steve not wanting to believe me, but having no choice. When I looked over to Julia, she lowered her head, stared at her feet. Now that everyone's caught up, we need to continue securing this place. This is bullshit. You wanted to know. I still don't understand what's going on. I stop by Roxanne's every weekend. This is the only time I've ever stopped by during the week. What the fuck was I thinking? I have a question. You, you said you had dreams before the cabin. I did. About the cabin? Yes. Well, did you have dreams about what's happening now, before you arrived? No, and I'm not sure why. So nothing about the farmhouse or the diner or the storm? I had one dream recently that I can remember. I was laying in the road, bleeding. I could hear the creatures, sirens, people, rain. I couldn't move. When the creatures closed around me, I woke up. Then what? Then I cut myself and wound up in the hospital. Enough with this. We need to fortify this place. I'm not staying here. You really want to go out there? It might be better than staying here waiting to die. The storm's dying down. Listen. But that guy is out there. If I had protection, that won't help. I'd like my gun. It's not your gun. Well, the one you took from me wasn't yours either. I'm keeping it regardless. So you're going to send me out there defenseless? Last time you had a gun, you pulled it on us. I wanted answers. Going out there right now wouldn't be wise. Right, so you're keeping both guns. Unless David wants one. No. Julia? No. What about me? No. Oh, come on. Steve is the one who fucked up, not me. Shut up, Charlie. Steve stood. Where are you going? I want some form of protection. Caught in this guy's fucking dream, caught in his fucking nightmare. Steve went into the hall. Caught in a nightmare. Looks like Steve did understand what was going on. Thank you.
An hour later, and we were in the kitchen, save for Steve, who was in the living room, spinning a wooden bat in his hand. He had found it in a closet. We have food and water, but we need to take stock in whatever else we can find that can prove useful. I saw a liquor cabinet in the den. Do you really have to joke right now? I'm sorry, is that distracting you from the murderous creatures outside? Stop. I found a couple flashlights, but I'm sure there's more upstairs. I couldn't find batteries. If you're going to check, David, go with her and take this. Roland held out a gun. I'd rather not. Don't take any chances. You can shoot, right? (sighs) I'll make do. We went upstairs. What do you need me to do, Captain? We need to finish barricading the windows and doors. Can you convince Steve to give us a hand? You know, he's not a close friend. The dude cooks my food once a week. Just get him to help us. Aye, aye. was huge. We made our way into a second spare bedroom, the one Julia had taken and made her own. Her clothes hung in the open closet and her bag lay at the floor. Makeup and other contents strewn about. They let me choose which bedroom. I chose this one because of the view. I cautiously approached the window and peered out into darkness. It faced the woods. (laughs) Not much of a view. I like it more than the field of wheat. Julia checked all the drawers. Bear with me. I've only been here a day. I'm not sure where anything is. But you knew there were lanterns in the barn. You know where some stuff is. I remember seeing them hanging in there. My dad gave me a tour when I arrived. Oh. But he didn't tell me where they keep their batteries. Nothing. Let's check my parents' room. We checked a closet in the hallway. In a small box on the bottom shelf, we found a few scented candles. This will work, right? Yeah. Do you think the generator will really go out? It's possible. Where is the generator? By the barn. We walked into her parents' room. A large master bedroom with king-sized bed antique dresser and vanity, and a large walk-in closet. Julia reached the bed and stopped moving. I'm sorry about your friends. Thanks. That must be horrible. It is. I I don't think I'll ever get over it. I rubbed my bandaged wrists. Uh, I'm sorry about your parents. Are you? Uh, 
I don't mean to say anything has happened to them. It's like you said, the roads are flooded. It's possible they got stuck outside of town. And our phones don't work. Exactly, so they can't call. I hope the storm dies down soon. I walked over to the window and peered out. The view was that of the barn and silo. The rain had let up a bit, but the wheat field was completely flooded. It was always their dream to own a farm. What about you? I love the outdoors. I love nature. But the city is where I belong. I turned around to see Julia holding a photo of her parents. In the photo, her parents were holding each other in wet suits and petting a dolphin. They went to the Bahamas two years ago. They asked me to go, but I was busy. Julia, your parents are fine. I'm more worried about us. She nodded and put the photo down. We searched the room and found a cigarette lighter and a pack of batteries in the bottom drawer of a nightstand. I felt like I was playing some survival horror video game, picking what valuable items I would need to fight off waves and waves of enemies. Julie and I grabbed sheets, blankets, and pillows for everyone. We shut all the doors upstairs and headed back down. Roland, Charlie, and Steve were moving more furniture. We helped. Two hours later and the farmhouse was as secure as could be. There were a few windows that weren't blocked, but we wanted to be able to see out if anything approached. We even blocked the fireplace with the coffee table. That should be good for now. No one leaves the house and no one goes upstairs. I'm just surprised we still have electricity. It may not last long. Those things may get to the generator. Things? They look like people. That's why Alan said he was attacked by a man crawling on the ground. Those aren't people. Roland shot me a look. I kept quiet. Are they really that smart? Would they know to cut the power? Who cares about those things? That guy's out there. He could do it. Which poses the question, is he part of it? Part of what? Part of this? I don't know. Yeah, why the fuck don't those things attack him? I just shook my head. I thought of the woman at Terra Lake cutting open... Jen. Letting those creatures feast on her... I quickly shook the memory from my mind. Come on, you've been through this. You've never seen that guy. Why don't you guys lay off him? I want to know what we're up against. Who was that guy? I don't know. So, he wasn't tormenting you at the cabin? It was just the creatures and... And? I looked over to Roland. Patricia Sanders. Oh, Patricia Sanders. You hear that, Steve? It was just some creatures and Patricia Sanders. Who the fuck is Patricia Sanders? The crazed lady from Rutherford murdered her family and several others in broad daylight. That's when it hit me. I couldn't believe it. Roland. That man with the axe. The mask. That's Sefton Trust.
we got up and ran to the dining room where Roland's bag lay on the floor. The dining table was one of the only pieces of furniture not blocking a door or window. Are you sure about this? Yes, you have that information I printed out, right? I do. Everyone else had followed us into the dining room. I'm sorry. What's going on? Who's Sefton Trust? Here. I flipped through the pages I had printed at the library. You guys care to fill us in? Sefton Trust was the man who murdered his family here. Oh, shit. I remember that. That was two, three years ago? The guy who killed his daughter? Okay, now can everyone fill me in? A couple years back, this guy, a writer, goes nuts and kills his daughter and a bunch of neighbors. I knew that fucking guy. Not well, but I talked to him a few times here and there. He lost it. People think it's because his wife left him, but who the hell knows? So they never caught him after he murdered those people? The guy's dead. Fell from the second story of a neighbor's house and paled on a fence. Here. I pulled a sheet of paper out from the pack and slammed it on the table. His most popular book, Dollface. Everyone scanned the page. Porcelain doll mask. That's who was outside. I pointed to the sketch of the murderer. The Sefton Trust didn't murder those people with an axe. He shot his daughter. Maybe it's someone who read this book. You know, people get ideas from different forms of media. Copycat killers and such. Some diehard fan who decides to go all Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes? From Misery? Doesn't explain the creatures. No, David took care of that. What does that mean? I agree, Charlie. There's no way it's him. He was impaled. He's dead. I'm telling you, it's him. Shit. I watched Roland as she continued to scan the page. Patricia Sanders was gunned down by police, and yet I saw her in the woods, walking around and crying. Roland. It's Sefton Trust. And with that, I think it's time to break open that liquor cabinet. Paralyzed. Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb. Starring Robert M. Lamb as David. Amy LeRae as Roland. Jack Austin as Joel and Charlie. Ashley York as Esther. Ashley Cartesano as Beth. Brian Messick as Steve. And Brett Wilkins as Alan. Co-starring Adam Jetmore. Ryan Wiggs, Ariel Zadok, and Ryan Grossjean. Music provided by Eldritch Chachala of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black, Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, and Dylan Mixer at DMixMusic.com. If you enjoy Paralyzed, don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. This has been a Seven Lamb production.